Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break the Wednesday, yes, Wednesday night football showdown site between the Ravens and the Steelers. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, the easiest way to support me since all the content is free is to leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos when you want to go live. Um, going or The game starts tomorrow in the early afternoon, 2.40 Central. So yes, I will be live streaming for this one, 30 minutes before lock, 2.10 Central, or what, 3.10 Eastern, um, to go over all the news. All right, we're still, there's probably still some um, situations here with COVID, with, with players possibly being in, possibly out. So we'll talk about that in the live stream, as well as you know answer all your guys' questions as well. Um, also, if you cannot watch the videos, do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below to the DKDFS show. And if you enjoy it, would appreciate it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So before we talk about players and the prices for Wednesday's show on slate, <clears throat> let's take a look back at my lineup here from Monday's show on slate. So Monday um, did not go great for me. It was a guessing game with either Lockett or DK, <coughs> DK Metcalf. I guess wrong. It's literally... Every single week, one of these guys goes off, and the other one completely bust. There's no like in between with Lock and Metcalf. Like, will there ever be a game where both of them finish like 15 fancy points? I don't think so. It's either one one goes crazy, and the other one does nothing. And if you didn't have DK Metcalf last night, you didn't win anything. So that that was a big reason why. Um, obviously, I, I didn't get into the cash. You know, I was about 50 percent tile with my lineup here in the Millie Maker. Rieger, you know, that I'm a bit I'm a bit tilted about because, yeah, I liked him in the captain spot. I liked him, Goddard. You know, I like the pass catchers for Philly. Uh, we know, you know, I talked about in the video, Rieger and Fulgham played over 90% of the snaps the last game. And if we take a look at the snap counts from Monday's game, not happy, right? What is Doug Peterson doing here? Rieger and Fulgham played about 50% of the snaps after playing over 90% that last game. Uh, they gave Alshon Jeffrey about 50% of the snaps after he played, what, 5% that last game? So that was super tilting because, you know, the reason I liked Rieger and Fulgham so much was they were basically going to play the entire game in good game scripts. And the Eagles just completely went out of nowhere, or came out of nowhere here, Doug Peterson, with this, like, committee wide receiver everyone playing like 50 percent of snaps just gross just completely gross and yeah i'm still tilted about it so um that was super frustrating but yeah uh goddard obviously he he did really well uh but just no no dk metcalf for me uh no cash so uh let's take a look at the vegas odds as well as the snap counts here for for each of these teams in the last week obviously a lot of things are going to change here for this game tomorrow but um, let's probably have it up already. Let's go to Bavada. Let's go to NFL. And yeah, Raven Steelers. Right now, it's a 42 over under. So definitely on the low side. Obviously, we know Lamar's out. Uh, possibly some of the running backs there for the Ravens. We have James Conner on the other side. Steelers are currently 10 point favorites. So let's review uh, the snap counts here for each of the teams in their most recent game. Again, Conner, he's the bell cow back, but he's out. He played 70% of snaps the last game. So looking like Benny Snell is probably going to be the lead back with, with McFarland mixed in a bit. 
wide receivers for the Steelers, while Deontay, Juju, Claypool, all are, are going to be out there a good amount, right? They like running through wide receiver sets. We know the Steelers, you know, whether they're playing from ahead or playing from behind, they're just going to throw the ball a ton. So all three receivers, I expect you out there majority of the game. James Washington, the number four guy, he'll play about 25% of the snaps, and Ray Ray McLeod will get mixed in as well, uh, you know, probably about 25%. If you look at tight ends for the Steelers, well, Ebron basically played the entire game the last game, where he played 93% of the snaps. Uh, Zach Gentry played 8%. Gentry's out. We do have, um, we do have, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, uh, Vance McDonald back for this one, so I expect him to get some work. His last game was in Week 9, and I think he played like 30-ish percent of the snaps. Let's go back to Week 9 and just take a look, just so we get a good idea of what can we, what, uh, we can expect there. Yeah, Fans McDonald played 29% in Week 9. Week 8, I think he played like 40%. So probably he'll play about a third of the game is my best guess um, with regards to Vance McDonald. But running back, so this is the bit, this is a situation we'll have to kind of wait and see, right? Because originally it was Dobbins and Mark Ingram out, but now there's a decent chance they will play tomorrow. Um, they have to, they can't fly in the team playing, though. They have to, like, fly their separately so this is a situation we'll monitor obviously you know if Dobbins and Ingram can't go then uh, you know Gus Edwards and Justice Hill become more viable um, if Dobbins and Ingram are there then it's just a running back situation that I'm probably going to stay away from like the only guy I think I would take a shot on is Dobbins but if you look at his DraftKings price it's not like we're him at a discount wide receivers for Baltimore we do have Willie Sneed out on the COVID list so Hollywood Brown should play majority of the game. I expect Des Bryant to be the number two. He looked pretty good in their most recent game. And then Miles Boykin, Devin Duvernay, they should kind of mix in for the number three role. Um, you know, probably expect around 40-ish percent of the snaps for those guys. Both viable punt plays. And tight end, well, Baltimore on the DraftKings slate right now currently has no tight ends. Uh, Mark Andrews is out. Luke Wilson was the backup last game, but doesn't look like he's going to be available. Um, and then they have two guys in the practice squad, so we'll see what Baltimore does to tight end again. We'll talk about this more in the live stream as well. And lastly, I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show, guys. Um, if you guys are new to Prize Picks, you're curious to what it is. Well, it's a site where you can bet on player props, right? So you're betting on over unders for players, right? So Big Ben currently projected 19.9, right? So you bet the over under there. You can bet uh, anywhere from two to five players and win up to 10x your money. So if you guys are interested, uh, it's kind of a, I like it a lot, right? It's it's different from, from DraftKings, right? You're not playing against anyone. So if you guys are interested in signing up, you can use the code DKDFS, all one word, to get 100% match up to $100. So for example, you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. So um, again, thank you, draft, uh, thank you Prize Picks for sponsoring the show, but Let's now get into the DraftKings uh, breakdown here. So, at the top, we have Big Ben, 11.4K. Mention it, right? In the last couple games, they won 36-10 and 27-3, and he still threw the ball 46 times. Like, Pittsburgh is just airing it out no matter what. Obviously, raises raises the floor, as well as the ceiling with Big Ben. And uh, he is one of the safest, probably the safest play on the board right now, just because, obviously, we have no Lamar. You know, obviously, the... The wide receivers for Pittsburgh, I would I would say probably have a little bit more upside. We're shooting for that GPP upside, but Big Ben is definitely the, the safest play on the board. Uh, again, airing it out a ton, um, and yeah, I think he's a guy that is you should include in your cash games if you are playing cash games. 
for GPPs. He's going to be very popular. Can you make the argument to fade? Yeah. Well, we, we saw it la or on Monday, right? Russell Wilson was 80 to 90% owned, and he was not in the winning lineup. So crazy things can happen. Uh, again, I think you could fade in GPPs, but it's, it's a pretty risky fade just due to the fact that you know Big Ben's going to air it out no matter what. And Lamar Jackson, he's got COVID, so he will not be playing uh, tonight. We'll talk about RG3 here in a sec. And then they have the three Pittsburgh receivers. So Deontay, Claypool, Juju, all priced, you know, about the same. Deontay's the most expensive at 10-8. Claypool at 10-4, Juju at 9-6. Juju got banged up a bit last game, but he's good to go. Um, Deontay Johnson has flashed, you know, probably the most upside in the games. He's been healthy. Basically double-digit targets every single week that he's healthy. Claypool's also been a touchdown machine. You know, not maybe not as many targets as Deontay, but still close to double-digit targets a game. And again, he's the guy they would look to uh, in the red zone a ton. And then Juju, probably the guy that goes the lowest owned just because production for him has been a bit up and down. But honestly, I like all three. This is kind of the same situation with Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay, you have three good wide receivers with Evans, with Antonio Brown, with Chris Godwin. You have to make some tough calls. Now, could you could you play all three of these guys? You know, I've messed around with roster construction. You can. Um, you know, if you want to play Big Bang 2, then you're probably going to have to play someone pretty cheap in the captain spot. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you are going to have to make tough calls. Deontay has flashed the most upside, but he is, you know, the most expensive. Claypool's the guy I've been looking to in the red zone a ton. Juju is the cheapest, but still possesses upside there at 9.6K. So James Conner, he's out, and we'll talk about Benny Snell, who was listed at 8.8K. I think Benny Snell is a fine option here, but, you know, the downside is just Pittsburgh, even when they're playing from out, they're just not running the ball, right? James Conner, in those games, they were playing from a huge lead. He only had 13 carries in each of those games, so that's not great. And Benny Snell is not a guy that's going to be involved a ton in the passing game, so not saying Benny Snell's out of play here. I just, I like the upside more with the wide receivers, uh, I think Benny Snell does go a bit lower owned, still viable, but not really someone I'm prioritizing. Now we have RG3 at 8.4K. I think that's a pretty good price for him. Um, he's still a guy that, you know, possesses some, some rushing upside, even though he's getting, you know, up there in age now. Um, you know, obviously not the same quarterback as Lamar Jackson here, but at this price point, I think he's certainly in play. In, in a game, you know, they're probably playing from behind. Obviously, you know, the matchup is not great. Pittsburgh's been really solid defensively. But um, I don't think RG3 is going to be super popular. And I like the price, 8.4K. I think he is uh, still one of the one of the better, you know, mid-range plays on the slate. Uh, we know, obviously, quarterbacks have a pretty high floor. Uh, with RG3, I think the floor is, is pretty solid due to his rushing upside. And again, they're probably playing from behind as well. So, yeah, RG3 is definitely someone I like here in the mid-range. I don't think he's going to be super popular. Yeah, I think the popular build for the slate is probably going to be like a 5-1 Pittsburgh stack, honestly. Like Big Ben, a couple of receivers, you know, maybe a, one or two cheap Steelers, and then run it back with one Raven. Like I think that's probably going to be the popular build. So yeah, RG3 I don't think will be super popular. Carson Wentz, talked about him last night, right? He was like 30% owned. He was actually outscored Russell Wilson, even though it was ugly. Uh, but yeah, RG3 is definitely someone I like here in the mid-range. I don't think he's going to be super popular. With the Steelers defense at 7-8, you guys know how I feel about defenses that are this expensive, right? We've seen it two or three slates this year where defense has been over 7K, and they've been like 40% owned. So if the Steelers are going to get anywhere close to that, which I think they will, right? We saw, what, the Patriots defense, and I forget who, there was one other defense too as well. I think it was against the Giants. It was a Bucks defense that were over 7K, and in the Millie Maker, it, they were like 40% owned. 
it doesn't make sense, right, um, for, for to go to play the Steelers' defense if they're going to be 40%. Like, at, at this price, you really need, like, a defensive score. So, can you still play the Steelers' defense? Yeah, you can. But it's a contrarian play at this price, right? If you're making 10 lineups, maybe throw them in one or two. But I have a good feeling the Steelers' defense are once again going to be really popular. And at this price point, it just doesn't make sense. So, Dobbins, Mark Ingram. They haven't listed COVID right now, but they will be, looks like they'll be eligible or they'll be activated. Again, we'll monitor the situation going into tomorrow, but Dobbins at 7-2. And in that last game, he got, let's go to Baltimore. He got kind of bell cow work, 63% of the snaps. Normally, this has kind of been a running back by committee here with Baltimore. Uh, but yeah, Dobbins played over 60% of the snaps. Now, again, the tough part is 7.2K. It's We're not getting him at a discount. If he was like 4K, then I would feel a lot more comfortable with him. But yeah, what is the workload going to be? Again, hasn't been able to practice due to COVID. So there's a lot of risk involved. I just, I think he's just a contrarian play at this price. Again, no Mark Andrews. Eric Ebron's at 6'6". I think he goes a bit overlooked. He's been pretty solid. He's running a good amount of routes. He's playing majority of the game. Already played over 90% of the snaps that last game. Targets, you know, averaging about six targets a game. I think he's a decent option. I have no issue if you go Ebron here in the mid-range. I think he goes maybe a little bit overlooked. Uh, but still possesses some upside. Still a guy to look to in the red zone, right? Three touchdowns the last four games. So, in the last four games. So, yeah. Ebron definitely fine with. Gus Edwards at 6-2. I don't have interest in. Um, especially if Dobbins and Ingram are available. There's just no way I'm playing Gus Edwards. Now, if they're both out, can you make an argument for Gus Edwards? Yeah. But, even, again, at this price, he doesn't really have any. Um, he's not going to catch a ton of balls. So, I just, either way, I'm not, I'm not really excited about Gus Edwards there at that price point. So now we get to kind of the more value plays here. Hollywood Browns at 5'8". Definitely in play because he possesses some upside. But we haven't really seen a ton of it this year. Uh, I do expect him to still play majority of the game. And it's a tough matchup. So am I prioritizing Hollywood Brown on the slate? No. I, again, I think he's more of a contrarian play. But he possesses upside. Like he's, I would much rather play Hollywood Brown than Gus Edwards. Um, I would probably rather play Hollywood Brown than J.K. Dobbins at that price. Just because Hollywood Brown has the ability to to have a big game, right? We know he's got the breakaway speed. All you need is one play from him, right? So Hollywood Brown, definitely someone I'm looking to in the mid-range. And I think still more of a contrarian play, but um, like his upside, right? We know the upside is there with him. Mark Ingram at 5-2, in my opinion, is probably the easiest fade of the slate. Uh, again, also was dealing with COVID, but looks like he'll be activated. Look at that last game. He played 9% of snaps. So at 5.2K, there's just no way in play Mark Ingram. And Willie Sneed out due to COVID as well. So Des Bryant should work in as kind of the number two guy here. And that last game, he had four catches and five targets, and he played about 50% of snaps. I expect that to go up. And at this price point, you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable with Dez, actually, than Hollywood Brown. Now, I would say probably Hollywood Brown does have more upside than Dez at this point in his career, but um, I like the floor with Dez. Again, I expect him to be the number two guy. Uh, he looked pretty decent in that last game, so I'm definitely considering Dez here for value. But with the kickers, Boswell and Tucker, I would rather play Boswell. We talked about that on Monday with uh, Seattle's kicker. Just, much, just go with the, the kicker that, you know, on the team that's favored. So 
I feel more comfortable with Steelers scoring points here. Boswell's actually been pretty solid this year as far as kicking purposes go. You know, definitely has upside. We've seen kickers get to 15 fancy points. So I think Boswell would be the guy I would look to for kicker uh, over Justin Tucker. Not saying Tucker's out of play, but if you're going to make me pick, I would feel more comfortable with Boswell. James Washington's at 3-6. A little pricey for, you know, number four at best. Again, probably number five behind Ebron, you know, in the target share, you know, I expect probably about a quarter of the game here for James Washington. Last three games, one, two, and one catch. So is he still in play? Yeah, but at this price, that doesn't really stand out as an amazing play. Devin Duvernay is at 3.2K. I expect him and Miles Boykin to kind of work in as the number three uh, for Baltimore. Duvernay is at 3.2. Again, hasn't really been targeted a ton. Hasn't caught a ton, a ton of passes. So, yeah, playable, but not like overly excited about it. Does possess speed, though, and is the returner, right? We saw in one of the showdown slates earlier this year, he re- he returned one for, for a touchdown, and obviously get six points for that. So, yeah, still, you know, he has breakaway speed. The Ravens defense are at 3K. Like, honestly, I would rather play the Ravens defense than the Steelers. It's just a price thing, right? At 7-8, it doesn't make sense for me to get to the, the Steelers defense. 3K is a much more viable price. Now, again, I only play one lineup. Um, so am I going to get to the Ravens Stevens? Probably not, but I would feel more comfortable with them compared to the Steelers. Now, Anthony McFarland's at 2.6K. He should be the number two behind Benny Snow. Again, downside here is just Pittsburgh's not running the ball a ton. So what do I expect from McFarland for workload-wise? You know, probably anywhere from, what, five to seven touches would probably be my best guess. At this price, again, playable, but not like overly excited about it. Justice Hill's at 2.2K, so this is one where if Dobbins and Ingram can't go, then I actually really like Justice Hill, because he would probably be the number two. He'd probably be used as the pass-catching running back, right? Definitely a better pass-catcher than Gus Edwards. So this is a situation to monitor. Even in that last game when everyone is healthy, he actually got some touches, right? He played 11% of the snaps, so if both Dobbins and Ingram are there, then I'm probably not going to look to Hill. If we do get news that they're both that can't go, then Hill becomes a lot more viable here at 2.2K. So that's a, a, a standard if-then statement. Now, Miles Boykins at 1.8. Snaps are going down for him. Uh, one, two, and one catches in the last three or in the last three games. Yeah, I think he's someone that, you know, again, he played 23% of snaps in, in their most recent game. Again, that was week 11. I guess he didn't have a catch. They don't have this updated, or they, don't, they didn't put zero in there. Um, again, in play... Him, Duvernay, should work in as, as the number three guy here for Baltimore. Again, viable, but I'm not super, super excited about it. There's really no, like, value play I'm, like, over the moon on. Ray-Ray McLeod's at 1.2K. You know, I think he's he's someone that you can look to. He'll kind of get mixed in with James Washington as the number four receiver. You know, he's actually had a, a, a carry in the last couple games as well at 1.2K. I think he's fine. Uh, again, with their, there's no real like standout value really below like three to four k. So, again, someone you can look to. Um, and then finally, I want to mention uh, Vance McDonald, and he should be the number two guy here for Pittsburgh. What do I expect from him snaps wise? Well, again, I expect probably a third of the game, thirty to forty percent of the snaps. No Gentry, so yeah, he'll be the number two tight end. Um, you know, in last games he's played, you know, he's had three, one, two, and one catches. So at $400, if you need someone super, super cheap, I don't think he's the worst play here. You know, last season he's shown he's still a decent pass catching tight end. So yeah, I have some interest there in Vance McDonald as a punt play. 
And then the tight ends for Baltimore, it's kind of annoying they don't have um, Luke Wilson on there. We, we still like don't know who the tight end is going to be for Baltimore. Like They have Tomlinson, they have Adams in the practice squad. Luke Wilson, they don't even have in the slate. I guess he's still in the practice squad as well. And then Boyle and Mark Andrews are not available. So, yeah, this is a weird one. We'll see if Tomlinson or Adams get called up. Uh, potential dart throw if they do. But, um, yeah, that really wraps it up for the player-by-player -player breakdown here, guys. So let's talk about captains. And again, I think the safe way to go about this slate is probably a Pittsburgh stack. So you, know, you probably go, um, you know, for cash games, I probably would go Big Ben and the captain. Um, and then probably, you know, one or two of his main receivers with, with Deontay, Claypool, and Juju. And then can you go RG3 in cash? I think you can just because of his rushing ability. So maybe you start it with like Big Ben, RG3, and can you get two of the receivers and still feel comfortable about it? Yeah, then you have to get some pretty cheap guys. So well, that's probably that's probably how I would go about a cash game format is Big Ben, a couple of receivers, and RG3. Uh, and then you would have to go value from there. If we're talking about GPPs, again, I always mention this, but about 75% of the time, the winning lineup has either a running back or a wide receiver in the captain spot. So guys that have upside, obviously, uh, Deontay, Claypool, Juju. I think those three are going to be the most popular and the captain for GPPs. All three possess pretty big upside, in my opinion. I think all three, this is the same, basically the same situation as Seattle, right? With Metcalf and Lockett, those guys had enormous upside. You can say the same thing about Johnson, Claypool, and Juju. A little bit harder to kind of nail down which one's going to be, but those are going to be the three most popular uh, plays in the captain, in my opinion. Can you go RG3 in the captain? Yeah, a contrarian. Uh, that's definitely a contrarian captain, but again, does still have some rushing uh, upside. Betty Snell in the captain, I think, does go overlooked. Again, the downside there is just Pittsburgh, even when they're playing from head, they're just not running the ball a ton. And then if you need like a cheaper captain, don't hate the idea of going to Ebron. Again, I like the upside on Hollywood Brown. Uh, it's just he's kind of a boomer bust option right now. You know, would I go like Des Bryant, the captain? Does he really have a huge upside? I don't know. So that's probably to the extent I would go like taking a shot on someone super cheap. You can do it, but I'm not really looking to go there on the slate. Really, the captains for me, probably for GBPs, the the most popular way to go is one of those Steelers wide receivers, whether it be Deontay Claypool or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. But, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos and only live. Um, yeah, this game, again, midday, guys. I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, so make sure to check the live stream. We'll go over all this news. We'll answer all you guys' questions. We'll talk about some more builds in the live stream. Um, so, yeah, very, very important to check it out tomorrow. Thanks again. I hope you guys all have a great night, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.